0: Hey everybody! Just a heads up. This one's a little bit different. It's a podcast extra. The whole thing is our conversation with Ian Graham from the Thompson Citizen. He asked to write an article on us, and we thought you might find the conversation interesting. Let's hope that's the case. It's a snow day. It's a snow
1: day. I'm pod. <laughs> Oh my God. Take ten. Sorry, Take, go ahead, take go fifteen.
0: Ahead. It's a snow day podcast extra. It's our very first media interview, so we thought, uh, what better thing to capture as an extra and shoot out there uh, than this very thing? So, joining us is Ian Graham, just past his eleventh year as the editor with the Thompson Citizen, a Thompson institution. Uh, I think we all had our pictures in there, boys, as uh, proud Juniper Jaguars, probably, at the end of Knights of Columbus or uh, for winning a science fair or something like that. Uh, (laughs) Georgie's not with us. Uh, He got called away to save some lives, so hopefully he can tune in in a little while or we'll catch up with him later and Ian can shoot him some questions. But in the meantime, this
2: is all you, Ian. Fire away, man. Okay, well, in... uh True journalist fashion, I gotta start off with a correction and say I haven't been the editor all eleven years, Ooh. but I've worked there for eleven years. Started out as a sports reporter <laughs> and then gradually morphed into the editor, Instagrammer, tweeter, just <laughs> general man about town. Actually before I start, probably I should just start with a funny story about uh Bruce. Please do. Is uh I was sitting at my computer one day and I was searching for an old story on our website. As I looked through the search results that came up, there was one, an old city council meeting, and Bruce was there way back as a delegation, like talking to the counselors. And I looked at the picture, and I said, that shirt looks really familiar. So I looked at his uh, the shirt, the <laughs> shirt he was wearing, and I was like, I think that's the shirt I bought at the Salvation Army thrift store. <laughs> and then... and then I took one more look and I looked down and I was like and I'm wearing it right at this moment (laughs) (laughs) the only other thing I got about Bruce is I heard uh, his mom listen to the podcast and said he was swearing too much or something It was actually Les that she was
0: upset with.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, she said I was swearing. Yeah. I'm, I'm and he's stopped. He's She's stopped ever since.
0: We've cut down. I don't think she likes any of us swearing, but Les had a heck of a run during the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too much eggnog.
1: Yeah. I was a little fired up on episode 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you had a cu- I think you had a couple of beers in you as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I may
3: have had a couple of drinks in you. In, uh, in, uh, that one. Yeah. Wait,
1: about
0: that <laughs> wasn't there was it was yeah. like a big uh, baseball it wasn't a baseball game wasn't there some kind of uh,
1: yeah it was the it was the uh, it was just before yeah, the, it was the World, World,
2: Series. World Series World Series yeah, yeah. 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 you're all jazzed now yeah. <laughs> who could blame you so uh, maybe uh, less if you could just sort of give me a little intro because I'm I don't know who you are or your last name yet so that would be a good start <laughs> for me
3: sure, sure. <laughs> start uh, easy uh, start easy. My name is Les Hanson. As I've said on previous podcasts, and I like to uh, get out, you know, in front of the audience whenever the four of us come together, I am the only one of the four of us who was actually born in Thompson, Manitoba, 1971 at Thompson General. My, uh, my parents lived in Thompson actually for 45 years, recently retired and moved down to Winnipeg. Um, my dad, my father Guy Hanson was a school teacher at Artie Parker for most of that time, and my mother Faye was a, a librarian at the public library for a long time and then she was a librarian in a couple of elementary schools Eastwood and then uh, our alma mater Jennifer Jaguar is where she ended up I lived in Thompson until I was 14 and uh, in I was the first to leave so I was the, the <laughs> only one officially born but also the first one to leave uh, I left home at 14 moved down to Winnipeg and uh, moved in with my uh, with my diving coach I was uh, training with the uh, with the high level diving team at that time, and uh, uh, and that was it. So I haven't been back. I haven't lived in Thompson since 1985. But uh, I returned fairly regularly until my until my parents moved away. And my parents' down to away probably about five years ago, was sort of the last Hanson family connection, full connection to the city. Although my father still has cottage at uh, Setting Lake. And he told me yesterday that he was packing up and ready to go north for the summer. He tries to get up there for a good chunk of the summer uh, every year, still. So I still get that that connection, and uh, I usually hear from Bruce when Bruce uh, runs into Guy Hanson wandering around Thompson looking for supplies to take back up <laughs> to the cottage a couple times a summer. And uh, that's it. Now I live in uh, I live in Toronto.
2: I uh, I think I've met your dad because. Uh Sometimes he would bring in some retired teachers. Uh, whatever they'd have like a retired teacher retiring teachers party or something at the end of the school year. Yeah. he'd he'd bring in a little handwritten thing and a picture and stuff. So, and I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, well he he
3: he's, he's been a bit of a uh, bit of a known entity, I think, is a good way to describe Ron Thompson for a long time. And uh, he's actually on the on the uh, Board of Directors of the Retired Teachers Association in Manitoba, so that kind of keeps him busy while he's in Winnipeg. And he still does a bunch of volunteer work with them as well. So,
0: The the handwritten note and the picture totally fits his M.O. too, so
3: that that would be yeah, for sure. Yeah, I That sounds That sounds like a Guy Hansen moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <my favorite> guy. <laughs> his, MO, his M.O., that's him. That's him. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: The guy Hansen, the last guy Hansen moment I had was when he, he I, I'm biking, he, he bumped into me in the RHA parking lot, but basically in the the road that leads into the, the RHA and we kind of stopped to talk for a second and he actually put the vehicle in park and turned it off and was talking to me with the window rolled down and just making people drive around him like just absolutely did, did not care that uh, that they cared because we had to have a conversation. It was... 100% okay, old
3: man yeah. strong.
1: That's old yeah. man strong right there. <laughs> old man strong, but also Guy Hansen, you know, uh, valuing the relationship, the connection, but also the environment simultaneously. <laughs> I, right, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Never get to idle. Totally. He, no, never get to idle. <laughs>
0: and
2: he had things to say. And the... Uh,
1: yeah. uh, he shit to say, man.
2: Uh, is it... Do you go by Steven or Steve normally
1: it uh, doesn't doesn't matter dvd steve steven okay yeah.
2: hey hey you the uh hey you i know we've actually yeah. uh talked before i interviewed you for something i remember
1: yeah i've been in the paper a few times since i left thompson like I, like I, other, I other than the court connecting. report other than uh you know the legal the <laughs> legal uh goings on
2: <laughs> so uh i don't know uh Steve, if you want to give me a little sort of thumbnail sketch of you and your yeah, Thompson yeah, sure.
1: connection. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm a huge Thompson connection. I used to, I actually went up there regularly up until a few years ago. Uh, but yeah, you know, my family moved there, four boys, you know, four boys all two years, two years apart. You know, my father was in the, uh, was in the political arena, you know, deputy mayor for many years and a counselor for, I think, 34 years. So we were there from 1923. I left and uh, yeah, moved away to university, uh, but continued to go back quite a bit to Thompson because we have lots of friends there. My family was still there up until about um, five years ago, where his worship now resides in Nipah. My <laughs> <laughs> Nipwa, which, <is> <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, and then I talked to the University of Manitoba for quite a while, for almost uh, six years, and I went back to the Northern campus. So I was going back quite regularly. Um, just because I you know, still love the North, and I, I've got some good friends there and stuff. So, you know, still lots of people that uh, know the group name, and Adrian DeGroote Jr. still lives up there with his family, so there's still that connection as well.
2: And so you're in Winnipeg now? Is that where you live?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm in Winnipeg probably, I would say, 50% of the time. Like, uh, I have a home here, and my two boys are here, and uh, I travel. I still travel quite quite extensively, actually, probably every almost every weekend somewhere.
2: And, uh, I guess Bruce, for those who only know you as the, uh, host of Shaw TV's (laughs) Manitoba Games, so, uh, you weren't born (laughs) here, but you've been here a long time, I guess.
0: Yeah, barely the, uh, Thompson's greatest wannabe media guy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, my parents, (laughs) folks moved up here when I was two, a little bit over two, so I grew up here, uh, disappeared for a while, went down to university, um, Hung out there with Steve a little bit, kind of crossed paths with him and George quite a bit when we were there. That's where I met Marnie. Then we went up north to Joe Haven for a couple of years and down to Killarney for a couple of years and then been back in Thompson for almost 20. So we're here. We're around town, a little bit, little bit of CHTM, a little bit of Shaw, a little bit of biking and... And now the snow day podcast, the one they left behind. snow blowing in your rubber mm-hmm. boots. <laughs> snow blowing in <laughs> sh- snow blowing in shorts and rubber boots. <laughs> i've got I've got yeah. an old I've got an old, uh, you guys will love this. This is a guy Hansen would knuckle away a tear if he knew what Michael and I did on the weekend. but we made a run out to the Comair hangar and got four thousand liter uh, tanks that they put deicer in um, that we're now going to take out to the cottage and turn into uh shower and water barrels. By by, oh, al- wow. by all accounts, they're, uh, they're once you rinse them out and everything, they're fine. You can't drink the water out of them, but for washing dishes and all that kind of yeah. stuff, it's, yeah. it's a hundred percent. They got the spigots and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it was the, we kind of got set up for getting them and we had our story all straight just in case anybody gave us a hard time, but I don't think we stole them. We had permission to take them, but, uh, <laughs> Regardless, they're in my driveway right now, headed out to Paint Lake. Uh, first chance they get.
3: What did you move on? Thousand liter tanks are pretty big. Eh?
0: They're pretty big. We had a actually Harold Smith's trailer, and uh, three of them fit in there, yeah. and one of them fit in the back of the truck. But they are big. They're probably almost okay. like they're the size of a pallet. Um So yeah. probably four by four, and then another four feet taller. They're actually they're pretty big.
3: Oh, you got the cube ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah we
0: got the cube the ones. Yeah. Cubes, yeah. So oh, they've, great, they've kind of got the cage around them. Uh, no, it'll be great. It, it'll help out with the water storage, but uh, never, never a dull moment. Although I've had to make a rule, and guys should have had this rule years ago. You can only take something from someone that they offer you if you know exactly what you're going to do with it. So you can't just take stuff because <laughs> it's good stuff. You have, to, you have to be able to look me in the eye and say, this is what yeah. I'm going to do with that. And then, then you can take stuff. So, uh, yeah, but you know,
1: Bruce, I think I I think the people, but see, I think there's the psychological thing that we're not considering. Is the people that do want to take it that badly, in their mind, have a clear idea what that is, and then they probably <laughs> would say without blinking at all or losing step exactly what they're going to do with it.
0: True, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Their plan, <laughs> even they just, though they don't, it just if might uh, they don't. It might be longer term than my plan. Like my plan has to be yeah. in the next six months to a year, not like 15 years down the road. I might someday turn this into <laughs> yeah. a lawn ornament. Yeah. Is that right? Did you guys all go to Juniper School or some yes, of you? Yes, we
1: did. That's right. Yes, we did.
0: Basically, part of the premise of the podcast is there were four guys that grew up. We we grew up two. I don't know if you actually looked on a map. I don't know how many blocks apart like Hemlock was from Centennial East, but like three or four blocks apart. So we it, grew up three or four blocks apart. Now we're three time zones apart. I, inseparable is probably pushing it a little bit, but super tight all the way through grade, you know two up to grade eight and then most of high school as well yeah. until Lesterfield yeah. but even yeah. in the summers and everything else everybody stayed pretty close and so that's kind of the idea with the pod yeah. is that we we have very common beginnings and now as you just heard we've spread out uh, pretty big and definitely in terms of our uh, professional careers and just our lives and geography have all gone in different directions but you can probably tell from when we get together that uh, it still feels just like old times it doesn't take long to fall back into the old routine
2: and so were you were you all in mm-hmm. uh the same grade together or absolutely Lester take that
3: one yeah yeah I go yeah we ended up in the same grade together didn't didn't all start together but we ended up in the same grade <laughs> together
0: <laughs> Less Les is extra smart so he got bumped up somewhere along the line both his parents were involved yeah. in the school so they just it wasn't really legit they just moved him up anyway
3: <laughs> yeah I, I, just, I just got shuffled around <laughs> easier
0: for finding
2: rides
3: and yeah <laughs> exactly exactly
2: were you all like in touch pretty regularly like You know, between the time you left and you know, the birth of the podcast, like
1: Georgie and I have been like tight ever since he moved to Canada. So we have we've had daily and weekly contact. Um, He's probably the person I talk to and see the most. Uh, Bruce and I quite a bit too. Hey, Brucey, like for I don't think we went for a long leg at all. Um, And Lester and I, we got busy. We got busy for a while. We didn't. All four of us didn't see each other. What's interesting is we all connected in different ways. So I connected with Georgie Lots, Bruce Lots, and Les Lots, but rarely were we all together in the same space. And even Georgie and Les and I didn't start really connecting again until like when we went to Arizona there in Vegas. Hey, Les, said, like we kind of got busy and pulled yeah. apart. You'd see Georgie, then you'd see me and I'd see Bruce and then Georgia would see Bruce. And it wasn't until the year that my brother passed away. Like it was literally 2010 in July when we all ended up in Thompson that we went fishing. Um, yeah with Brucie for the whole day and, and we had realized that we had not been together. And I don't know if you guys remember but it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty stagnant. Like we just stopped like, wow, this we have not been in the same space the four of us. Um and then again Georgie's dad passed away and we came together last March for a big snow and realized, you know, it had been too long. And um and we decided yeah to just to stay tight and to try to stay connected. And this has been a great a great medium for sure. It's been a blessing for sure. I think that's a a pretty good synopsis. I think that we all kind of
3: you know as as we spread out, I think we all sort of interconnected in various ways at various times. I think Bruce, you yeah. and I probably had the least connection just because we were the furthest apart geographically, and I didn't I didn't, you know we probably saw each other every couple of years for for quite a while there. Yeah, but. There's no question, even with, with Steve and George, who, you know, we've, you know, you guys travel quite a bit, come through Toronto. There's no question that since we started this podcast a year ago that I feel much more closely connected to all four of you guys. Even though I don't know, Steve, I mean, you and I, you know, we see each other all the time anyway. I still feel like we're yeah. more closely connected um, oh, sure. because we've, we've, you know, sort of like jumped on this little this little yeah. adventure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely.
1: Because well, it keeps us connected between the connections. Like we're always thinking yeah. about you know uh, when we're connecting next. So we're, I mean, we're just perpetually connected through
0: this. Just for And what happened at the the snowmageddon when the when the podcast was born was George's dad passed away. We all ended up in Thompson, and that was uh, the funeral was going to be on Monday. So Sunday night, everybody got into town. Lester, you and Steve drove up, I think, or no, Steve, you came with George's brother, but. Um, Anyways, we all ended up in town. Yeah. So Sunday night, we all got together and uh, and had a great visit, a couple of drinks, and kind of hanging out, thinking that that was the one because the funeral was on Monday. Yeah, and then everybody was supposed to scatter after that Monday. Lester, you had a flight Monday night. Steve, I think you did too. And uh,
3: yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was planning on being in town for less than twenty-four hours. Uh, that was, it was yeah. just a and up for me, for sure. And then, <laughs> and
0: then after after the funeral, uh, we went to we ran you out to the airport. Actually, last and, and I think this was a common yeah. swerve because the weather wasn't that bad at this point, And they said there was mechanical trouble or weather or something, and the flight didn't go. They postponed it a couple hours, and within an hour, it was obvious that the flight wasn't going to go. And so we all got together. The flight didn't go, so Monday night I had all you guys over and uh, then that turned into an even bigger party because we had a little bit of stress relief that we wanted to do after the funeral and (laughs) we hadn't seen each other, like you were saying, like we hadn't all been together for such a long time and now this was kind of a found night, so that one was an absolute gem and then Tuesday yeah. morning, we get up and the storm is worse instead of better. And before you know it, your flights are canceled. Marnie doesn't have school anymore. She says, Well, the guys might as well come over for supper. I'll make everybody supper. It sucks to be at a hotel. So now we've got a second found <laughs> night. <laughs> and it was like bomb, bombs away for another night. And I think it was that night when we finally sort of sealed the deal on a name for the podcast. And that's why we called it Snow Day because we were trapped together for three days. But it was, I mean, as much as it sort of sucked that our lives got put on hold. Uh, we probably wouldn't have made three days for each other any other way, right? Three yeah. three great nights and yeah. days and, and all that stuff. So it was fun. And I think Wednesday yeah. night you guys finally got out or Thursday morning or something. But it was... Uh, by yeah, was, it was yeah. Three,
1: full, three or four full nights. Like we were... And that yeah. one night when Les and I bundled up to walk out, I mean, it was like it was like deathly. It was crazy. And I think that was the big thing about the snow day. We talked... Like snow day became... And we talked about snow day, like curmudgeonly old men... Um, you know, because we were like, we never had a snow day. We've never like snow day was the word of the, the 24 hours because you know school was canceled two to three days in a row, and we kept you know we kept talking about how you know we had snow, like, we had cold because of minus 90, minus a million when we were growing up, and uh, we never stayed home from school <laughs> ever. So you know. So we kept complaining about how you know you know they're not as resilient and blah blah blah. And then Snow Day, uh, Snow Day just kind of stuck when we said, "Oh, do a podcast, right?" Yeah. Call uh, it Snow Day, and then
0: and For then sure. every, and it has totally turned into sort of what we expected. I guess maybe a self fulfilling prophecy, but the the premise being four guys stuck in a living room just talking about the topic of the day or like curmudgeonly old men things that things that bother us, and uh,
2: it's that's worked out pretty good. And yeah. so, um, did you guys like? come up with you know like did you say oh we should really do a podcast or was it one of those things where someone said we should record ourselves talking and then everybody was like yeah you know like nobody wants to be the one who's like that's a terrible idea <laughs> uh. well,
1: Bruce, <laughs> Marnie, well, like, well, Bruce and I have been talking had been, talk, we've been talking jokingly about doing a podcast for a couple of years about you know something together and that's always been in the kind of the air but didn't Marnie say something about you should record the shit, Bruce, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe in my mind.
0: Yeah, it, it could have been Marnie. I think it was a combination of that and then a lot of bourbon, and so it, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't just straight up. I don't think. Man, were hilarious. We should record this. Although, as we sat around talking, I think you're exactly right. It was Marnie that said, uh, you know, sort of somewhat objectively because she isn't one of the four of us. Although she she likes all of us. Hopefully, me more than the other three of you just said this is actually entertaining and engaging and a real conversation, not just like a bunch of fart jokes and stuff. But Steve, Steve's right, him and I had sort of talked about a podcast and I mean, Ian, you know that the the whole media realm kind of intrigues me. And so I podcasting had sort of been on my mind and, uh, and then we pitched, I think I pitched you first Lester and then, uh, and then we hit up Georgie too. And, uh, we started to talk about it and producer Mike was snowed in with us in the room. He missed the Eric church concert. And, uh, and so he was kind of in the mix, throwing oh, in some ideas on on what to do, and kind of took off from there.
3: That's right. I forgot that he was snowed into the jungle. It's kind of, um, you know, like the way that event came together almost runs like the script for a cheesy B movie, right? Like four old childhood friends all end up back in this small town for a funeral. Um, all with their you know so like different stories of the comings and goings, not expecting to be there. The worst blizzard in the history of blizzards kits. they get snowed in for four solid days, totally reconnect, totally bond, and you know you could just kind of like see uh, the cheesy storyline and all that happening and the fact that we have kind of you know spun that into uh, or, or came up with a way to continue the Bonding that we did over those four days, I think, is what makes this kind of that's what makes it special for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right when you say it like that, and it's totally true. That is like the script of a like a bad Sunday night uh, movie that <laughs> we all would have watched with yeah, our parents. Right?
2: <laughs> it's like a, it's like yeah. an internet age yeah. uh, big chill or something. I, think. <laughs> yeah, I totally. think that's you know,
1: yeah. Big I mean, it was monumental. I mean, you know, we were there for Georgie's. You know, we were there for Sammy's funeral as well, right? I mean, those are the moments where, you know, you're just, you're just stimulated in a different way. You know, and I think, Lester, we see each other all the time. Like, you know, up until that point, uh, you know, we're seeing each other every couple of weeks going out and, you know, Bruce, you and I were seeing, you know, for a while there, I was seeing all three of you quite often, but for, there's a different kind of, you know, a different depth of meaning when the four of us come together, especially under those circumstances. You know what I mean? And it was just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was great. For sure. Getting snowed in was just uh yeah, was a was a blessing for sure. There's no doubt about it.
2: Yeah, and it's sort of one of those uh you know, cliché type things that they're like, you know, you get older and then you you know, you see the people like you grew up with, you see them at like <laughs> weddings and funerals, you know, like that's the time that everybody gets together and then you suddenly realize you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, we got all this technology now, it's there's no real barrier to getting together and having <laughs> a conversation, right?
1: You know, but the big thing though is we we really genuinely like each other. Like you know, I I, like I think, and not that people don't like their friends growing up, but you know, we often talk about how rare it is. Like I run into people all the time, like thousands of people a month, literally. And you know, when you're talking, when you're out for drinks and stuff, and people like, oh, you keep mentioning this person, and I go, yeah, like I have, I have like three best friends. And they're like, what? I go, yeah, like, like, and they're like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, did you meet in high school or after work? I'm like, no, no, like, when we were children. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, so, it's like, so unique.
2: True story. Yeah, and I guess that's a bit of the, uh, you know, growing up in a smaller place like Thompson, and also, you know, it's just isolated from everywhere else, so it's not like you get out a bit. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. like, I, I came up here, and I, I just still, I'm like, I can't imagine, uh, growing up and going to high school here because I was, you know, I grew up in a much larger town and I'd be like, man, if I saw the same people like all the time for years, <laughs> like I might not have had any friends left by the end.
3: Yeah, what's your story? Yeah. How long have you been at Thompson?
2: Yeah. Uh, I've been here 11 years now. So, the, uh, Oh, so
3: you came up for the job. You came up to be the sports reporter for the Thompson Yep, yeah. I, and where where did you grow up?
2: I grew up in Victoria, B.C., so geographically and climatically and, you know, like, just in a lot of ways, a very different place than uh, Thompson.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: I'd actually, before, about two to three weeks, up to two to three weeks before I came to uh, Thompson, I'd been in the Philippines for three years, and then... Basically came back because I was like, wanted to get a job so that, uh, I could, uh, you know, sponsor my then wife, now ex-wife to, uh, get a permanent resident visa and come and live in Canada. So Uh, I ended up coming to Thompson and then, you know, and then I just kept staying and staying. I wouldn't have thought so the first year, the first year I came by myself, like, in our like kids, California seeing our kids were still there, <laughs> like I was apart from them for a year, and I was just like, it's so cold and <laughs> my car battery freezes, <laughs> and everything was just like you know it, it was I was like, I can't wait to get out of this place, but then uh <laughs> you know
3: well we we've, we've talked about this on the pod before I think you we know, one of the things that that we all believe is special about having grown up in Thompson. Is the fact that it is such an isolated place, and it is it is almost unheard of for such a like remote northern community to be so multicultural, and the fact that everybody comes from somewhere and ends up in Thompson, and a lot of people end up staying there for a long time, but while you're there, you share a pretty intense experience because you're completely isolated, so everyone's kind of thrilling in together. So it's one of the things that that you know we all talk about uh, making our childhoods. Uh, pretty special in Thompson and I think the other thing that's neat about it is when you run into somebody who lived in Thompson or you knew from Thompson you have a fairly unique bond you know like I, I lived when I, I left Thompson I lived 11, 12 years in Winnipeg before I moved to Toronto I run into people from Winnipeg all the time and it's like oh you're from Winnipeg you're from Winnipeg you know it's like okay that's cool but when you run into someone from Thompson it's like oh no shit man tell me about your time in Thompson you know it's like it's a human yes. connection because it's a it's a much more exclusive club to be a member of,
0: for sure. And I mean, just to I mean, to put a little wrap on that, our sort of our tight friend group from Juniper School at the time was crazy multicultural, right? We had Donald Wong, whose parents spoke Mandarin at home. Like a uh, walk yeah. through his house was crazy. We had George Blake, who was a black guy. I don't know where they came from, but uh, I mean, that was crazy. Ian Finley, Jamaica. Ian, Ian Finley's folks were Japanese and, uh, yeah. I mean, Steve, you guys, you know, your heritage is certainly isn't Northern Manitoba either, off or even the boat. Canada, yeah. straight off the boat. First and so, yeah. and that yeah. was, that was yeah. our close friend group. Right. And so, uh, we had a pretty, yeah. like you say, in, intense experience, uh, throwing Rennie Flett and we had it all, man. The, uh, it's
2: yeah, like, that's right. it's kind of funny actually is because <laughs> when I, I lived in Victoria, I had this girlfriend for like several years, but like when I was like twenty, and uh, she was born in Thompson, and we mm-hmm. used to yes. all like. Uh, she was actually her. Uh, she lived in Churchill, but or her parents lived in Churchill. But she was born in Thompson because couldn't be born in Churchill for whatever
1: reason. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, too, like, world too world. cold.
2: We were just like because it was, bears uh,
1: eat newborns. Yeah,
2: it was uh, <laughs> it was just too. Uh, it was funny because we'd all be like, there's a place called Thompson, Manitoba. Like, all we were like, we knew there's like a Winnipeg. And <laughs> like, we're like, and there's a place where they don't yeah. have a hospital. Like, we're just like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> and then, you know, 20 years later, or 10
3: there you years are.
2: later, I'm <laughs> like, I'm in Thompson, Manitoba. Uh,
1: j- jokes on you, yeah, Ian. Exactly, <laughs> and she still, yeah, she still, she still
2: gives me a hard time about it on, <laughs> on like Facebook. She's yeah. like, "Oh, you're in Thompson now," <laughs> and and
0: everybody yeah. knows you.
2: <laughs> I guess just uh, from the point of view of like the top, the topics you talk about and stuff—is it just totally freeform? Do you have any, you know, idea of what you're going to talk about before you hit record, or do you just, you know, start talking and let whatever comes out come out?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll jump in and then I'll, I'll let you guys go. So yeah. uh, we always have a topic, so it isn't it isn't just like turn on the mic and hope for the best. We started off saying that, uh, that we wouldn't kind of touch on really current events. That was the only thing. I mean, the very first topic was a snow day and is that really a thing? And sort of how do we feel about, uh, you know, one day the school's closed and they don't have to go to school, but I have to go to work. And Les has some employees, so how does that factor in for him that people just don't show up and just just that whole idea of is a snow day really a thing and are we curmudgeonly old men that think everybody should brave a storm or should we all stay safe and stay home and and all of that kind of stuff and that's sort of morphed into a whole bunch of different topics so we kind of uh chat over email or text or whatever in between pods and and kick around some ideas and try to try to find something that we maybe have some different perspectives on and and that we have some some thoughts on i guess that we that we think would be an interesting conversation and and things that would come up in the living room when the tragically hip thing all went down when Gord Downie passed away and tragically hip were doing their last concerts and all that kind of stuff we said if we were sitting in a living room this is what we would be talking about there's there's no doubt that we would miss something like that so kind of try to pick topics like that um steve what do you think
1: we just talk about whatever's on our mind and you know sometimes it's absolutely silly uh, sometimes it'll get deep, and we've had some mic drop moments, you know, because we're all we're all fairly, you know, we're all fairly worldly in different ways, and and we have different experiences, and you know, some would say we're semi smart, that uh, you know, we'll weave once in a while some of our own expertise into the into the conversation, our experiences. So, so yeah, it's free it's free flowing that way. Although I do believe that sometimes George and Les come a little bit too prepared. I guess. But their notes and their, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, actually, I, I thought Les and I were the, were the
0: most prepared, but maybe I don't even come off as prepared.
1: Try not to. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, not that I think it's great that they've been prepared, it's probably stimulated way uh, deeper conversation. For me, I like to know what the topic is and just think about it as soon as I'm dialing um, or, or coming in because I, like I just like to be almost like as if it just came up in the living room.
0: That's kind of fair. That was a premise, Lester. I would throw that to you. I, I mean, uh, for sure, and I think I've enjoyed this, and I think it's made the pod a little bit better. But we have started to prepare a little bit, not to the point where anybody's, you know, making footnotes or, or doing a ten-page essay. But uh, I think it is getting to the point where we maybe do a quick Google search and at least make sure we know what we're talking about. And that is that that fair to say? But I think yep. it's made the pod better.
3: I'll say for for myself, I definitely prepare. Like if we have a topic, I will spend some time beforehand thinking. Just about, you know, thinking through my own thoughts on that topic and what I think the sort of interesting discussion points on that topic are that I can bring up just to give a little more efficiency because otherwise, you know, before we us got on the phone, we could just talk for hours, right? And it's just going to become a chat. But Bruce has been pretty good about trying to keep us to a, a, a reasonable time length on most of the topics. So I try to come with sort of a few major points that I want to bring up for discussion Prepared in advance, so I I do prepare. And I think the other thing Mm -hmm. that we we try to do when we pick discussion topics is come up with things where, you know, this is an interesting and, um, you know, sort of like a general area of discussion, but one that the four of us, because we live in four very different worlds right now, might have, will have different experiences with and see how that sort of uh, affects our point of view. Like one, one that comes to mind, Bruce, is the one we did on uh, public transportation. We did it. We we spent an hour talking about public transportation. You know, I live and work in downtown Toronto, where you know a million, 1.2 million people ride the subway to work every day, and Bruce, you know, gets to flag the Thompson City bus down and get it to stop uh, right in front of his house if he wants to get on it. Right. So our our worlds are so <laughs> different in terms of how we. Interact with public transportation that it made for an interesting, you know, makes for an interesting conversation topic. I think, uh, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job of of choosing topics that are that are interesting. And then the other thing we try to do, obviously, just because, uh, you know, some of us more than others, you know, we're a little bit in the public domain. Like Steve does a has a very large professional presence and does a lot of public speaking, and then it's his own personal brand. And so we just try to make sure that we steer away from any sort of topics that would be polarizing in any way or or that we wouldn't, uh, you know, we would have to be too careful discussing in a public environment lest we end up in a conversation that that could be potentially detrimental to our public personas.
0: As much fun as this is, none of us want to lose any money over it.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: Maybe I'll ask this to less because I just, I know, you know, Bruce is all over the tv and the radio here in thompson so he's used to you know hearing himself his disembodied voice speak <laughs> over various devices <laughs> and uh you know i know steve you do quite a bit of talking and public stuff right Media i don't know stuff do you do uh do you do much less like how was what was your like you guys recorded the podcast and then maybe when you yeah. heard it for the first time like because you know it's always weird yeah, to hear cool. yourself talking on a recording and stuff
3: <laughs> yeah i guess uh I don't know how how, uh, much I've listened to myself actually recorded, and that has been fun, but I have had a a professional career in which I've done quite a bit of public speaking, so I was pretty, uh, you know, comfortable with with the format and whatnot when we we started. I think George probably, of the four of us, George definitely had the least experience, Mm -hmm. you know, because as a a doctor, I mean, he does a tremendous amount of important communication on a a one-on-one level, and... And with families and whatnot, but uh, not as much in a in a public audience setting. Although now he does a he's become a regular on a uh, a radio calling show in uh, in Calgary, where he's Doctor George, and they call him like every second Friday or something, and they ask him a question and he talks for ten or fifteen minutes. So he's 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 building off of this. Bruce, you've launched him.
0: I love it. I hope someday he, he <laughs> gives me a shout out when he makes it uh, when he hits the big. When you take yeah.
3: over for uh, Sanjay Gupta
2: on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you guys really pay much attention to who's listening to your podcast or how many people are listening or what, you know, if if one of them gets more listeners, are you like, what did we do this time? Or do you just sort of, you know, think like we're well, going to do our thing? I feel thing guilty and
1: that I don't. I feel guilty that I don't, and that's mostly because I'm so, you know, so so busy with everything else. I mean, I love listening to them. For, for yeah. me, for me, it really is about connecting with these guys, uh, having fun while we do it. You know, I get excited when I know we're going to chat, and I know I feel a little bit sad when we get off the phone. For me, I've run into people at airports these days that are kind of uh, weird coming up to me and um, asking me if I'm Steve Degruder, or if I'm on the podcast when they listen to it and ask me <laughs> questions about it. <clears throat> because there's some days where I'll literally forget that we do this because it's so it's become so natural. That we connect and it's so much fun. Um, it's not at all like something that feels like any effort, and I'm not talking about all the thousands of hours that Bruce puts into to putting it together. So I don't I don't check into who's who's following and who's not, you know, that kind of stuff. For me, it's it's uh, I like that they're up. I like that like I binge listen when I miss these guys. I don't know if I've told them, but there's been times I'm on the road and everyone's sleeping, and I will just listen to different episodes and uh, kill myself laughing. Knowing that I'm one of our biggest snow day podcast fans, to answer that question, I'll say I'm, I'm probably the the numbers guy
3: in the group. I'm, I'm probably the most sort of like 100 data analytics centric. Uh, so I do. I will confess I do log into our uh, our dashboard every once in a while, and I and I look at our listening and our download stats, and I do a little bit of analysis. But the, the I mean it's 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 pretty much our listenership, our total number of, of downloads continues to just grow every episode so it's it's you know we're just sort of you know very slowly becoming viral i guess within our our own little community but it's definitely fun to watch it it's cool to see you know each episode we put out a few more people are listening to and and to wonder where that listenership comes from i think bruce obviously bruce has done the the best job of of promoting the pod it's always fun too when we find out one of us hears from a long lost friend that has listened and then we have a little shout out to them in the next podcast. So that's kind of, uh, you know, been a fun way to, to bring up old names of, of people from the past, you know, Donald Wong and Dina Santos. I think you mentioned last <laughs> time, yeah. you know, I'm like, geez, I hadn't heard that name in 30 years, but I remember, you know, dancing with her at a at a school dance in like the fifth grade or something. <laughs> it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree. I I mean I think we've done a a decent job. I I think we all care to some extent, probably like you say, less you and I the most just about those numbers and but it's I don't think it's enough of an obsession that we've pushed as hard as we probably should to maybe to maybe grow that like if if we really really wanted to grow that audience there was probably ways for us to reach out a little bit more and um i mean we employed todd harwood social media todd is our he's got control of our our social media accounts and that i mean for me selfishly that was huge to be able to hand that off because it's it's all it's work right i mean ian you know this you do the you do the citizen ones and it's just another thing to to worry about uh we could all push harder on that but part of it is we don't care quite enough. Like, like you say, Les, it's awesome to know that we're, we're connecting with people and it would probably feel great to, you know, to have a thousand listens instead of 150 to each episode, but really, how does that change our lives? I don't, not really. And right now we're not shooting for sponsor. Yeah, we're not good. looking for sponsorships. We're not looking for anything like that. Right. We, this recognition in the citizen yeah. is going to feel really great, but we weren't even really shooting for media. Uh, yeah attention and i think that's one a
3: really good point bruce i think that that you know if we had 1500 listeners or ten thousand listeners i don't think we would change at all what we're doing because that's not why we're doing it <laughs> no, <laughs> no definitely so I, I i think it's you know I, I think our our direction is kind of set from within so it's fun to watch it's fun to see the the analytics side but it's not really what with motivating
0: us. No, we'd, we'd, we'd like, I mean, obviously it feels good to have more people listening for our time and effort. I mean, I think the other thing that honestly has held us back just a little bit is what you touched on before, Les, is just sort of our professional careers and and all of those kind of things is we didn't want to, f- really the way to sell a podcast is social media. That's, uh, yeah. like, unless you buy TV commercials, that's that's it. And none of us, I think, we're yeah. too keen on absolutely flooding our social media channels with this just because, there's a lot of other things that we think about, right? Our prof- the our professional look and our family look and yeah. all of that kind of stuff, and so that's been mm-hmm. a bit of a tricky balance for us up, up to now. Good, good or bad, right? I don't know, it, but I think we're all cool with
2: where we've ended up right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely fair. Do you guys put it out on a regular schedule, or is it just you know, as you say, you're all you know, kind of busy and it's hard? It's not necessarily probably always easy <laughs> to find the time for all of you to get together just like tonight but uh, go ahead Bruce you,
3: you want me to talk go about what it's like to try to try to herd cats <laughs> yeah I, I was going to say you, you saw you over the water s-
0: yeah Ian you saw it we had to reschedule this interview at the last uh, minute and that's that's like every podcast <laughs> so I shouldn't I shouldn't say everyone but it's close it's hard to get four busy people Set on a schedule, and I think the the toughest thing for us we found right off the hop because when we first started, that was the plan was we were going to talk every I can't even remember what it was right every second Wednesday night at eight o'clock or something like that. But I mean, Steve, your schedule is not re- you're not regular, bro. You should you should no, try I'm you, sh- you should try far, more brand um, and and less. And we saw with <laughs> George tonight, he couldn't get on. I'm pretty I'm pretty regular, boys. I'm okay. But the, the other three of you guys aren't. So it's hard for us to even just say, okay, we're going to catch every Wednesday night. So yeah, then we're we're kind of scrambling. So um, setting a regular yep. time has been hard. Uh, getting them produced and put out it has taken a little bit more time than I kind of expected. So it's sporadic, but not sporadic to the point where we would go six months and then put out five. And then it's so we're sort of basically on a one-a-month schedule, but we still aren't to the point where we could say, okay, the last Thursday of every month, you're going to get a snow day pod. It's more like... A little gift that shows up in your inbox every once in a while I think we'd all like to do a a few more be a little we'd all like to be a little bit more regular prunes could do the trick and maybe as we jump into the summer and next year and get better at doing this we we will but uh, I guess we'll see where it goes
3: the other thing I would say Ian is for the three of us George Stephen and I this is uh, you know we're busy and it's you know sometimes it's hard to find a time to do it but we're talking about finding you know an hour out of our months to, that, that we can all align to get on the phone and have a really fun conversation. After the fact, it's Bruce that does all of the heavy lifting, because he's the one that does all of the editing and all the production and puts however many hours of his own time into actually turning it into a podcast. There's definitely a lot, you know, it, it, it really is, you know, it, It's I think Bruce is, is very gracious in saying this is the four of us, he's really the mastermind behind it and he does all the heavy lifting of of making this thing happen and so we're the three of us are 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 very grateful to to him for doing that it allows us to get the enjoyment out of it that we do
2: i was going to ask bruce right here i was like so did you have all this stuff before you you know got started doing this or have you added to what you had since Uh, since it began yeah i mean in terms of gear I would say
0: yes, I had everything to do the podcast. I've, I, It's funny, if you read any articles on podcasting or you, you listen to the stuff, I think my path followed everybody else's. I had enough stuff to get going without really buying anything, so because I, we have a little sort of basement band that gets together, I had a microphone and a, a mixing board and a computer, and really that's what you need to get started, right? And, uh, and then just some time and some free software. I've since upgraded my computer a little bit, and, and some of the Things around that, all with other excuses that go with them. Yeah, I needed a better computer for a whole bunch of things, but really it was mostly for the podcast. Um, but fortunately for me, I probably had this gear and a little bit of interest in this kind of stuff. So it, in my case, I was kind of yeah. lucky. I mean, we recorded basically over the phone, and and if you look on the internet, I mean, we could have done it with even less gear than this. But this this kind of works. So in that respect, I was lucky. The conference call. Line that you stumbled on, Lester, or you had, has been uh, pretty helpful for us too. Because of the first nine months of trying to connect us all on Skype, and I don't know if it's just our age or our technical ability, but it was just a like a never-ending fuck up. Like it's it was nightmare. just brutal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, and I, and I mean, I think you guys. Yeah, I think the outtakes were all about Skype. <laughs> Skype, Skype again. Skype again. Like all, the, all the outtakes of the first five episodes.
3: Yeah. Hey guys, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you hear that? Damn, we yeah. we got, yeah, we got George. Where's Les? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no kidding. It was, it was, hilarious. It was and I think always half an hour left before the plot started.
2: <laughs> Steven and Les and then Bruce, uh, do any of you guys like, I don't know if you've, you know, listened back to them or just remembering like when you're recording them, do you have, you know, a particular episode that stands out as a favorite or one that you just thought was you know really fun to record or that, that you thought was a really good conversation
3: mm.
1: yeah i you know i all of them they're so different you know for so the cheesy answer um for me all of the podcasts are hard because i like to have fun the most like I'm, I'm laughing or giggling or i'm putting it on mute uh i'm probably the silliest of the four of us and usually george usually you know like a like a like a old man says you know stop laughing um, it's hard for me not to swear. It's hard for me not to make jokes like every second. Um, and because, uh, you know, most of our lives are serious. And when I get with these guys, like really, the, you know, we should probably have the After after Hours podcast as well. <laughs> I think it'd be a little bit different when we weren't, when I'm not thinking about, you know, clients and other people like that, and our mothers. Um, but no, the the favorite episode though, I mean, for me, the vegetarian one I think was probably <laughs> the one, I think for me, the vegetarian one demonstrates kind of just for me anyway, not because I was able to say some things I really wanted to say, but the reactions of the three of my friends are exactly, I, get, I think to me, it was the closest to what it would really be like if we were sitting around the room, a little bit less holding back, um, you know, a little bit more honesty, a little bit more energy and laughter. So to me, the vegetarian one is, is probably my favorite
3: one. They, they've all been fun to do. They're all uh, really fun to listen to. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I was surprised. I, I knew this would be kind of an interesting project, but I was surprised at how enjoyable it is for me to listen to the podcast after the fact. Like, I'm at the point now where when Bruce sends out a text saying, "Hey guys, the latest pod is uh, going up tonight," I am so <laughs> excited to listen to it the next day. <laughs> like, I just can't wait because, as Steve was saying, like, I often listen to them in my car when I'm driving, and I'll just be like laughing out loud and, you know, missing my turn off and ending up in the middle of nowhere because I'm just giggling over something stupid that Steve has said or the way, you know, he made George laugh or something like that. So I, I, I love them all. But I think some of the topics were really interesting to do. One that that comes to mind for sure is we did one last summer around Canada Day that was focused on sort of what it means to you to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. And I found
1: that a really interesting conversation because we
3: we had pretty differing views and uh, it was, I think, the the topics in which we don't necessarily disagree, but that we definitely look at uh, a, a subject or a topic matter from very different viewpoints are the ones that I find the most interesting and the most interesting to listen to afterwards.
0: I'd agree with you. I I mean, I'm stumped. I love them all. I, I kind of like the Christmas one just because it was a little bit of a different... Flavor it was a little bit more laid back than a couple of the ones that we had had, so I thought yeah. that one was great. Um, the public transit one I thought was good. I uh, honestly, and I think it's because I put them together. I always think the last one is the best one. So the the yeah, latest as the, it should be the, the <laughs> latest one is, is they're always bigger and better. But uh, sometimes I listen back and I I hum and haw about that a little bit. So I know I know that was a cheap answer, but I'm. As, as the producer, I'm going to go with the, the latest one was the best one. We always are getting better. Yeah. Well,
3: I would say I would say this, for sure, another another plug for Bruce is the production quality of them has definitely gone up over time. Like you're getting better and better at, at producing them. So from that standpoint, they do all get better to listen to as we go. A
0: little, a little bit. Yeah. and it, that's a funny one of those things because when I sat down with the soft, software, it's like you think you understand the software and you think you know what you want to do. But it just—it's true. It, over time, you develop your craft, right? You—you you get a little bit better at it, and you learn some tips and tricks, and you're just better at it. So it's—or I, I think I'm yeah. better at it, anyways. But it—and it,
1: yeah, it's more fun, it, and it's more fun yeah. to do. Well, the quality is getting better. I mean, the editing as well, Bruce. I mean, the the music and some of the you know the intros of the quality is great mm-hmm. overall.
2: Stephen and Les, I know, because uh, I've talked with Bruce about it a bit a few times. I know he was, you know. He, he enjoys listening to podcasts because we've had a couple of talks about it before. Were you guys like into podcasts before you started doing your own, or was it, you know, a unknown quantity to you when That's you started?
3: Uh, I definitely am a podcast guy, and in fact, I remember this is sort of how the conversation between Bruce and I started during that that Snowmageddon was. We started talking about the fact that we both listen to podcasts all the time. Bruce, you're telling me the ones that you listen to walking to and from work, and I'm telling you how I listen to them driving, and I listen to, them, like, the gym and whatnot. I'm um, so a really huge podcast fan. I listen to a bunch of I like, got a bunch of regular sports ones, ESPN radio ones, and a bunch of uh, political and financial news ones that I listen to. So um, when Bruce said, I think it would be cool to do a podcast, I was like, yep, absolutely. If you know how to do it, I think, uh, I think it would be cool to do a podcast.
0: Just yeah. before you go, Steve, I'll, I'll, I'll put in a word for George. George didn't know what a podcast was before we started Yeah, doing this. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I, we had to explain him what a podcast was.
1: He called me. I had to tell him how to, like, how to like, download a, an app to listen to a podcast. Just so no idea what it was. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I listen to them quite often. They're all either educational or academic. I mean, Freakonomics is a big one that I listen to. It was interesting because for me, the leap from us as hanging out into a podcast, you know, my first thought was, well, we'd have at least four fans and our mothers, probably. Um, so, I mean, for me, you know, I, I love podcasts. I love listening to them. But the idea of us kind of doing a podcast and people actually interested enough to listen uh, to listen to it, I think has been surprising to me. Um, and uh, I was surprised to, to, yeah, also surprised that we, we've done so many because, you know, well, we're setting out. What we we're setting out is like, oh, yeah, we'll get a, get a couple of these in the can and, you know, whatever, and then just continue to talk and not really do them. And now we're, what what were we after? It's 14 now?
0: Uh, si- we just recorded 16. Hope- hopefully it'll be out yeah, this 16, weekend. Right. So.
1: Yeah, 16. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Let's get that I one up, Bruce.
0: Yeah, I know. I've, this <laughs> bad- badminton's killing me. Oh, it's brutal. But we're we're done on Saturday, so.
1: Out of one on one hand Les says, you know how much hard it is and then he cracks the whip. You know that? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. I'm always like, the one that's busted like,
0: versus balls. I spend lots of time commuting and uh wireless beats and uh and my phone and I've got a pretty long list of uh of favorites that I check out and uh yeah, totally I remember Les you and I we, I think we handed each other our phones with our list and just said, Hey yeah. look, look look at my list, I'll look at your list like uh, no no yep, shame, no right. fear. Like when you talk about music, there's no judging in your podcast list because you you never know what you're going to find <laughs> yeah. in there. But uh, and and I mean, certainly for our pod, I've pulled maybe little bits and pieces from a bunch of my favorites. Right, little either segments or ideas or or those kind of things. Yep. And that's that's just that's the way the world works, man. Ian's a newspaper guy; he knows you steal from everybody.
2: <laughs> just make sure you uh, pick good models to rip stuff off yeah. from, right? That's
0: the <laughs> totally, yeah.
2: Okay, I sort of dodged the question on my favorite
0: podcasts. The week-to-week stuff that I like to listen to is a lot of NPR-flavored kind of things, like This American Life, Reveal, Uncivil. Malcolm Gladwell, Revisionist History is great. 99% Invisible is another one of my weekly favorites. If you're looking for series to listen to, S-Town is amazing. Crime Town was great. First Season of Serial is a go-to and uh, things that are a little more mindless that jay and dan podcast is pretty good right now i'm pretty big on the rubber boots podcast there's lots of great ones out there if you want my whole list give me a call get a hold of me i'd love to share the whole thing
2: the uh i guess i think this is probably like the last thing i gotta say but you know it's the big important thing for your podcast when uh people want to listen to your podcast where are they going to find you
0: the biggest one, we're on iTunes, so we're Snow Day Pod on iTunes, and getting on iTunes was was huge. That less from the analytics side, I'm sure you could look back and see that's when our numbers jumped, not yeah. significantly, but yeah, for sure, bigger for sure. We're actually hosted on Podbean, and so uh, Snow Day Pod uh, dot Podbean dot com is a website, and at that website, that's where all of our our stuff is too, uh at Snowday Pod on Instagram and Twitter you can always find episodes there. And we have a Facebook page that's Snow Day Pod. So those are the best places to get a hold of us, but email or text either any one of us and we'd happily uh ship over a link or something like that.
2: And have you uh have you got any reviews on iTunes?
0: You know what? Have you guys tried to review it on iTunes for a while? You couldn't. Uh, and we had yeah. We have, oh. I don't
3: know what that's about. I I agree, Bruce. I was having trouble trying to post the review as well. I don't know what that's about. We, one of us is going to have to read up on that. Yeah. So,
1: same there thing. may be a there may be a download thre- uh, listener. Yeah. There's got to be some yeah. sort of
3: date. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. That, that goes back to us not being quite interested enough in driving our numbers up if we can't even worry about rate and review. <laughs> right. um, there's there's yeah. a couple of reviews that on... That
1: could be producer
3: Mike's job. Hold on. That should fall on producer Mike.
0: I, the question is, what the <laughs> fuck does producer Mike do anyway?
1: <laughs> not, it's not that I don't trust him, but what the fuck does he do anyway?
0: He's like a big time producer. He's more like a spiritual advisor. It's fantastic. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> he's supposed to be getting a sponsorship deal.
0: I know. I, and really, all I drive around with him in, he criticizes the latest pod. It's like I don't get it.
1: <laughs> he's the he's the new Deepak Chopra. of Yes, <laughs> he, uh, he actually <laughs> helps a lot. <laughs>
0: helps a lot with the topic, so it's good. Uh, Beauty, yeah, anything?
1: he does help
3: with the topic.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it's been it's been pretty uh, pretty good. I mean, last last little bit for me, it's been pretty neat to see how a little team has developed around this whole thing. And I mean, we've got producer Mike, we've got you guys. I'm sure you have some uh, friends or people that you sort of bounce some stuff off of. We've got Harwood doing the social media stuff. I've actually got my sister now who I send uh, the the raw audio to, and she helps me with some editing ideas and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, we've got a little bit of a a team around this whole thing, and it's it's kind of neat that way.
2: But other than that, I mean, just thanks for uh having me over and talking about the podcast with me.
3: Well, it, it, you know, I will say this: we have had an ongoing debate for a year as to who the first official guest would be on the podcast if we were to invite someone in. So I, I think I think Bruce, this is I don't know how you're going to rate this because I know you're going to put this up as a podcast extra. So it's kind of like maybe like a half guest, but. Uh, Ian, I think you—you uh, know—you're in a—you've got a little bit of notoriety here. You've got a special seat at the table.
0: That's, he's hundred. You're a hundred percent right. It—it it comes with the uh, who is it in the in Major League Baseball? Barry Bonds. It has the asterisks or and anybody. It's yeah, sort of like first guest, but he may have been on drugs or uh, you know the the record yeah, doesn't exactly. stand because he didn't play as many <laughs> games as the other guy. There's there's all those kind of things,
2: but there's there's something there yeah. for sure. Also, he kind of invited himself. He was like, "Come on." <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about your podcast.
0: Yeah, and I want to be
2: on it. That's how it's going <laughs> to be. And Bruce was like, well, I'll raise you and you know, you can take part in the podcast yeah, yeah. with us. And I was like, yeah,
3: sure. <laughs> it's
2: my podcast debut. I, I was like, I never pass up that chance.
3: Bruce, that, uh, or Ian, that we're, we're always looking for, uh, topics. So feel free to throw in your, in your article that, uh, if people have any interesting topics that they want to hear the boys discuss, they should, uh, they should track Bruce down and, uh, and make suggestive.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely because we are always looking for for bright ideas. Alright, boys, that's it. We gotta go. I gotta. Ian and I gotta finish our beers and I gotta kick him out. I gotta pack and get to Brandon in the morning. Alright. Good luck, Brucey. (laughs)
1: Okay, good travel space, Brucey. And uh, thanks, Ian. Nice talking to you, man.
2: Yeah, you
0: too. Thanks. uh,
1: I'm my best friend.
0: We've always
2: been together. We're four of a kind, having fun all day. Powering around and laughing away. Just best friends. Best friends are we. I love you, guys.